And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. Birds How do you have time to consume all this content? <laughs> You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews. I, I take a morning bike ride and I listen oh, to Oh, I want to oh, hear more about that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I oh, really? Oh, wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, a post-game pod at about 9.20 p.m. Following the Eagles' 27-17 loss to the very dangerous, very impressive New York Giants, the Eagles falling to 3-5-1, and and most importantly, still in first place. Get excited, everybody. Zach, I know you're pumped. This was pathetic today. (laughs) Whoa! Whoa! Yes. Now, credit to Bo. ZB credit coming to you. out firing. Uh, credit to you. You you picked the Giants here. Uh, you, I did. You read this. I read this absolutely incorrectly. I said that uh, the only way I could see the Eagles losing was if Carson Wentz continued his turnovers and they just gave the game away. This is an even worse scenario for the Eagles. Carson Wentz did not turn the ball over. But the offense was as bad or worse as as they've been in a long time. And it would be easier for the Eagles today if turnovers were the excuse. If they could just say, well, if Carson takes care of the ball, then we'll reach the full potential. Well, that's not applicable today. And what you saw was an offense that was listless. Like they were, they did not come out early. They did not finish the game late. They were 0 for 9 on third downs. Um there were just the skill position players, these young developing skill position players that there had been excitement about going into the game. The Eagles' two leading receivers were were Greg Ward and Richard Rodgers, you know? Mm. Um, so this was... Dick Rod continues. Yeah, so uh, it, it, it was... Um, and, and then the defense, we've been asking all these questions all year about you know, non-running backs putting up numbers against them. Even Ken Joel last week said it's sometimes like the price of doing business, you know, because they're an attacking downhill defense that, that does such a good job against running backs. Well, Daniel Jones had an 80-yard rush against them last week, Was well, had that 34-yard touchdown, had another touchdown called back. I can keep going. I, 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 I don't want to have Please this, take this the, take preamble the That'd be to fine. go on. But my, my main point is that coming out of the bye, when they had when they were supposed to be fresh and they're healthier than they've been in weeks and energized to look as they did to be down 14-3 at halftime um, make the game close and 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 just be, appear uncompetitively it is uh 
they were outplayed. Like the Giants, this was not one of those things where they can say they shot themselves in the foot. They were outplayed. They were outcoached. And this was a bad, bad loss for the organization. Well, I mean, it. it, uh, it this is the ninth game now. And with all of these games, it feels like, okay, I'm not going to let them fool me again. Like, this is a bad team. Um, but you continue to talk yourselves into things, and the Eagles have been doing this. You know, this game, okay, we're finally getting everybody back from the bye. On mm-hmm. paper, this looks like a good offensive unit. It was, you know, if only Carson Wentz can stop turning the ball over, we'll, yeah. we'll get things together. If we can get the offensive line back together, then maybe uh, this offense can do things. Maybe once, uh, you know, once the defensive, maybe the defensive line can finally take over a game. All these things you talk yourselves into, like the Seagulls team can, uh, you know, be what they think they are on paper, and it doesn't happen. It's a bad team. They've been a bad team all year long. And I think what is, uh, you know, w- what is uh, dispiriting and it's like a, a dangerous territory here for the Eagles is that uh, I think this season, the course of these nine games, you know, things have gone from outrage and incredulity to it's it's now pretty much at a point where I think, you know, for a lot of the fan base, it's apathy. Like this team is bad and boring. And do I even need to, you know, worry about paying attention to them the rest of the season because there is there is nothing to care about, and even the good young players they're not getting to play. So why 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 would I pay attention? Well, the answer to that question is is because because we've got subs, you know, we we need you to listen. (laughs) Well, as well, but (laughs) excuse me, one week does does not make a season, obviously, and well, no, but nine weeks is pretty close to making a season. But but my but you know they are in the thick of this to make the playoffs, and it's more fun to to follow a team that has a shot than it is just to play out the string. But big picture. It is absolutely concerning here when you look at the Eagles. If I had told you going into the season that they would have a Week 9 game or a Week 10 game, the ninth game of the season, in which the more creative offensive, the more imaginative offensive coach would be Jason Garrett. Not even close. And the the better, the more efficient, better, more dynamic quarterback would be Daniel Jones. What would you say about that Eagles season? Well, I mean, I think you'd be pretty dejected, and I, and I think to your point, uh, you know, I think the I think the um, the plurality of the blame for this Eagles season falls on roster construction. Um, we've talked about it at length uh, since the off season. You know, this is an old roster with uh, money committed to old declining players. And then they spent the offseason trying to fortify the defense when everybody knows that offense is what matters. And certainly, uh, you know, just as much as we, uh, you know, everybody makes fun of D, uh, of the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside pick every time JJ or T, D.K. Metcalf makes a, a big play. The uh, DeAndre Hopkins touchdown today, I think, is making everybody remember that the Eagles decided not to trade for DeAndre Hopkins because they didn't want to set the precedent of, uh, you know, signing a player and giving him a new contract in this locker room when they can't even sign Zach Ertz to begin with. Um, but this game in particular, um, I think, fell on the coaching staff. And... I I cannot remember a game that I thought was um, this poorly coached from a Doug Peterson team. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and especially given the context of it, that given the con- you're coming off a bye, exactly. 
you know, you, you theoretically you have um, tried to evaluate what you've got over these first eight games, what's been going wrong. And I think what we learned is like they're they're you know, the Eagles are not hiding anything. There's they, they don't have any answers that they have been waiting to unveil. You know, I mean the the, the Jalen Hurts package is now just he gets the he, he gets two snaps a game and hands the ball mm-hmm. off. Like let the guy throw the ball. Um, there's no creativity in this offense. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're punting on fourth down from midfield. Um, I just like, this was, this was as, um, as a dispiriting a, a loss as I think you could have imagined yeah, uh, from, from this coaching staff. And, and, and look, I mean, I, I don't think you judge a coach or, or anyone by a post-game press conference or a press conference, but like when he talks, there's just, it's as if there's there's no explanation for this, you know, and it's it's the same thing. Well, he's gonna have to watch the tape. Yeah, and it's it's um it's I, I don't want to say it's insulting because it's 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 not about like the reporters, but but what you want is is someone who like has an idea of what happened, and it's just falling into the same hackneyed expressions and cliches and and just just no explanation. You know, he was he was asked about the 0 for 9 on third downs and like I understand that he hasn't watched the tape and what's fresh in his head are those most recent third downs right you know when the, you know they had those those third and longs but the first three third downs of the game mm-hmm. were third and one third and three third and one right you know when when you're talking about two drives into Giants territory and you come out with three points and you're down 14-3 at halftime um, that goes into your play calling that goes into your game plan. Uh, Colin runs on second and ten throughout the game. No wonder you're in third and long. There's just yeah, and and well, you have to be better on first and second down. Well, obviously, like right, like if if you're in third and eighteen, clearly you have to be better on, on first and second down. Like I'm I'm not a football coach, and I could have told you that. But but what's what's going into this? Like what decisions are 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 leading up to this? If you you look at those at those nine third downs and that doesn't include an incompletion on a pass interference uh, against I think it was against Greg Ward that was kind of an iffy call too right yeah um, that was yeah they did get a first down on that play yeah, yeah. and and so the, so that's not included there but that was an incompletion too uh, there were seven passes there was a sack where Carson just tripped I think he tripped over Opeta. I think it? so. Yeah. yeah, they didn't show a replay because yeah. we got you know the E team, which which this game deserved. <laughs> and then, uh, and boy, then was Chris Spielman was... tough to listen to. <laughs> and then there was uh, Bo's favorite play, the third and eighteen, just just surrender. Giving yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um. So, but like that's the, that's unimaginative, and and I keep going back. The reason I I, I point this out is because when Carson was so good in 2017, there was such a big deal made, and rightly so, about third downs right and him calling it the money downs and and it 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 was like it was such a difference with that team um and it always was it always was a little bit unsustainable because they were so good on third down but they were also facing um like a longer distance on third down than most teams in the nfl so it was you know it was never like um this is going to continue forever yes absolutely and look and i i understand that if you're good on first and second down, you probably don't get into a lot of third downs. Uh, but but point being, in a in a close game, um, like like you you gotta convert. You you need to sustain drives. And the reason I, I point this out, and I was guilty of this too. Okay, 
is is that when you looked at the turnovers, you said, well, turnovers are empty possessions, and if they don't turn the ball over, then that could that could potentially be 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 points. But what you saw tonight, or what you saw today rather, was 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 evidence that maybe it just would have been like a Cameron Johnston punt or a failed fourth down, right? Right. Like that. Like that, that this this notion that well, if he didn't turn the ball over, those are going to be touchdown drives or those going to be field goal drives. Well, that was inaccurate today, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Now, you know, in this game, just like you know, we talk about how. Um, you know, the team is in this terrible position because the roster has been constructed poorly. The coaches have done a bad job and the players themselves have done a bad job uh, within this game. You know, I think it's it wasn't just on the offense. Um, the Absolutely. defense was pathetic in this game mm-hmm. and the special teams was was awful in this game. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the they field position. They don't. Yeah. What? Like <laughs> twice you've got guys just not catching punts and you get buried field position wise for it. Uh the, they gave up a ton of, of hidden yardage in this game, and you know they're I think their starting field position. Uh, let me pull it, was it up 16, here. I think right. I uh, think it was the sixteen. They they I think they had had um, it was two or three drives start inside the ten, and then two or three drives start inside the twenty. Yeah, they start. So this is where they began all of their drives um, in this game. The twenty-five, their own nine, their own six, their own eleven, their own sixteen, their own twenty-five, their own seventeen, their own five, their own twenty-five, their own twenty-five. They never started a single drive beyond their own twenty-five yard line. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I agree with you there, but I I also say like that's not an ex- like you you need to be able to 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 sustain a drive. You, you know, in year oh, five, sure. in, I mean, in, you know. in, in year one of the Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz era. Uh, the penalties and field position, that's an excuse. Like, now you should be able to move the ball against the Giants. And I and I, I know we were getting to the defense, but one last thing about the offense here, well, because we're talking offense. Yeah, yeah. about the field position, is is that uh, when, when Carson Wentz was talking after the game, it was as if, like, moving the ball against the Giants – was you know it was like the eighty five Bears. You got to like, give them credit. Yeah, everything was 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 crediting the Giants. Well, they played the Giants two games ago, and Carson threw for three hundred fifty plus yards with with inferior talent around him and less time to prepare. And the way they were talking about the Giants' defense is like, well, they you know they they uh, they take away the deep part of the field, so they make you sort of drive the ball down the field methodically. Well, then why are you getting in third and longs? Yes, exactly, exactly, and and. Uh, also, like the the evidence for the Giants' defense is is such that they're they're not one of the better defenses in the NFL. No, and they're, they're and they're not. one of the worst third down defenses in the NFL. They are they they ranked twenty sixth in, in in the NFL this year mm, in third good. down defense, forty seven point eight percent. Now, of of course, not all third downs are created equal. So a third and two a third and two is different than a third and ten. And the Eagles, you know, those those latter like five six third downs were third and long. But I keep bringing up early in the game because they were in a 14-3 hole because of how bad they played early in the game. And you would just think that coming off a bye, and this has been a bad trend with Doug Peterson, by the way, where they're like they they just look flat coming out of the bye. But given everything that was going on during these 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 past few weeks, and given the opponent that 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 they would have some type of creativity or or efficiency yeah and it was it was just bad nothing um and to the to the Wentz point uh there was a 
Uh, there was a tweet that's been going around Eagles Twitter that I think is sort of a bullseye that, that hits the nail on the head from uh, Dat Dude JD, who says, uh, you know, Wentz played within structure and didn't play hero ball today, which everyone thought they wanted. Mm-hmm. The problem is the structure sucks. Yes. And I think that's right. I mean, I actually thought that, um, I mean, it's we're talking about very low bars, but I thought Wentz was okay in this game. He looked much more comfortable in the pocket than he has uh, lately. He stepped up a couple times, and he was able to get rid of the ball in the face of some uh, some pressure to throw the ball away, which was, I guess, nice to see. The problem is there, you know, he did miss a couple throws, which you know it, it's maddening and again a low bar. But there wasn't a lot. There were there were not a lot of plays to be made. It's not like he was missing exactly. wide open receivers. Yeah. There, you know, the offense itself is just is just very stale. Yeah the 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 second touchdown drive, Corey Clements touchdown drive. That was. Uh... That was a real good drive for Carson. I, I, I thought, you know, he 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 played well on on that drive, but until middle middle midway through the third yeah, quarter. But stale is is a good word for it. Like like you would think that that this is this is a, a team with a journeyman quarterback and and like uh, like a coach who is you know what what Jason Garrett was in right. like Dallas, where someone else is is calling the shot. Like he, it, if if this if this whole franchise, as 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 Jeffrey Lurie said before the season, on on record before the season, is about having a top five offense, this is pathetic, you know. Like this is yes. nowhere near it. So that's why I'm harping on on the on the offense here because every you know the the this was a bad day for the defense. I'm not letting them off the hook, but the the there's there are such expectations about this offense. And they continue to fall short of it. And the biggest excuse they've had through the first half of the season was out the window today. And it's, that's why I thought this was a revealing game. Now, I do have to say, you know, we've been looking for some juice on this offense. It was nice to see Alshon Jeffrey back out there. What a difference <laughs> he made. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, like... Uh, Good thing they waited, uh, you know, 10 games for this guy. Kept him on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, I I hear you there now. Eighteen now, snaps for Alshon Jeffrey, yeah. one target, no catches. The one thing that that did work for the offense in this game is is they ran the ball well, right? Like, and uh, you know, you know, I, you know, neither of us is a uh, run the ball guy. Yeah, but they there were opportunities like they could have run the ball more in this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm definitely not a run the ball guy, but Miles Sanders entered the game averaging six yards a carry, had fifteen carries, eighty five yards. So, you know, nearly six yards a carry today. Like, he could have had more than 15 carries in this game, I thought. And, and again, uh, um, if, if you're saying you need to be better on, on, you know, first and second down, well, getting the more manageable, or if you're saying the problem is third and long, getting more manageable first, I, I'd say getting the more manageable third downs. That, that's not to advocate for, like, you know, running first and second down, but um, there were plays to be made on the ground. And, uh I, I I thought there were there were just too many empty passing plays. And then um, up front, if you want to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, m- maybe pull your car over the side of the road so you don't drive off uh, the road and get into an accident. But uh, for the eighth, diff- this was the eighth different starting lineup we have seen in nine games for the Eagles. Jason Peters at left tackle, Sua Opeta at left guard. Jason Kelsey at center, Matt Pryor at right guard, and Lane Johnson at right tackle. Isaac Sayamalu, who practiced during the week at left guard, was not activated this weekend. And Nate Herbig, who had started the previous eight games, 
did not play, was active in this game, oddly, but did not play because of a, a gnarly finger injury, apparently. And despite knowing the possibility that they weren't going to be with, uh, they weren't going to have Sayamalo and Herbig, the Eagles choose to play Opeta and Pryor again, despite having uh, Jason Peters, who was signed to play guard, mm -hmm. and Jordan Mailata, who has been very good and very promising in his starts at tackle, or Jack Driscoll, you know, who's a fourth round pick and has shown some versatility. Instead, you're rolling with uh, Pryor and Opeta. And, you know, it came back to bite them. Those guys look terrible. Pryor was, was uh, you know, dominated in this game. Mm -hmm. He should not be on the field. And Opeta, you know, for all for all uh, that I like about him, he is slight. And this is a particularly bad matchup for him. Both of his starts have come against the Giants. He's getting overpowered. Um, it's insane. It's absolutely insane that they are putting Jordan Mailata on the bench for a 55-year-old for a guy in Jason Peters when they could just put him at guard. It's insane. Yeah, now, I don't know if – I mean, I don't, don't want to use – I, I don't, I don't want to use, like, the, the pandemic as an excuse are. for us, you know, but in a typical year when we're in the locker room and we're there every day, there's there's a better sense of, of like, what's going on. I don't know if the expectation was that they would have Isaac Sayamalu activated. I The Nate Herbig thing doesn't make sense to me. Like, if he's going to be active for the game, then – why isn't he starting? You know, uh, I don't think he, he he needs all these practice reps now. If if the finger is an issue, then he shouldn't be active, right? Um, like I I think Nate Herbig has demonstrated that he's better than Opeta and he's better than Pryor. Um, and Doug Peterson, his answer to your question, I I know Doug thinks like every injury morsel is is gamesmanship, and he, and he doesn't want he doesn't want to reveal anything, but he made it sound like. They liked Opeta more, you know, based on the week of practice that he had. Mm. Uh, which, again, if 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 that's the case, it certainly didn't translate into the game. I thought the offensive line, the interior, was a problem, and I thought uh, Jason Kelsey snaps. We didn't get a chance to yeah. talk to Jason after after the game, but uh, there were low odd. snaps that really hurt them. Yeah, they did. It's weird that he has had so many bad snaps to Jalen Hurts for some reason. Yes, I don't know yes. why that is. I don't know either. I mean, maybe. I I have no idea. Maybe he's he's been used to snapping to uh, you know six five six six quarterbacks, right. but but that doesn't account for being low, right? So yeah. And meanwhile, uh, the other guy who has been the bright spot of this Eagles season, Travis Fulgham, mm -hmm. uh, he's basically invisible in the offense in this game. He had I think two targets uh, in the first like three quarters. Then he then he did have a drop, you know, which is fair. But one catch for eight yards for the guy who led the NFL in receiving yards through four weeks. Um, you know, there are there are a lot of times where I think um, we overstate, uh, like, coaching mistakes because we don't have the full picture. And, uh, you know, they know more. They have a lot more information about certain things than we do. But I don't think that it is unreasonable to say that it's insane and there is, like, no excuse for Travis Fulgham not getting more targets in the first three quarters of this game. No, I, I, I think you are correct about that, especially given the way that he's played. Um, he was targeted five times, but late in the game, obviously, uh, that was added up. And he needs to be more involved early. I, I also think Jalen Rager needs to do more. You know, there there was such an investment in that player. I mean, four for 47 is, you know, fine. But, but like, 
Well, I, yeah, but they also shouldn't be throwing him back shoulders on fourth and ten <laughs> when he's got James Bradbury. Yeah, I, I agree with you here. You know, he, he, he had that 55-yard catch against uh, Washington, and, and since then, four for 41 against the Rams, you know, three for 16 against the Cowboys, four for, uh, and then four for 47 against the Giants. Like, that's, that's not first-round pick production, you know? Uh, so they, 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 they need more from him. Dallas Goddard, um, they need more from him. We both talked about him potentially. It's being, weird. Like where was Dallas Goddard in the office? Like, why is it, why is yeah. it that Richard, that, that Carson Wentz is more comfortable throwing it to Dick Rod than he is mm-hmm. to Dallas Goddard? Yeah. I, I mean, Greg Ward had the most catches. Richard Rogers had the most yards that, that should not be the case. Like that is a problem. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else on the offense? No, we, like we, we, we got to the running game. Um, I mean, just in the flow of this game. Let me ask you, uh, in, in, in terms of off- offensive decisions, uh, do you agree with going for that fourth and 10 there? You talked about the pass the Rager there. Seven-point game. They were at, what, the 30-something yard line? Um, um, I do agree with going, to, okay. going for it on fourth down there. As opposed um, to a long field goal. Yeah, because yes. you still need to score a touchdown anyways. Um, and, you know, he, yeah. they should have converted on third down. Fulgham drops that ball. He should mm-hmm. have sat in that zone a little bit. But, you know, maybe if you know that it's four-down territory, you try to get something more on third down. Um, I I thought it was worse that they uh, punted that ball on fourth and five in the first half. I agree with you there. I agree there. That I, was I would weak. Have been aggressive there. Um, I, I have no issue with the two-point conversion. I, I know there's there's been uh, – Yeah, I was surprised at the second one. Um, and my gut reaction was that it wasn't the right decision. Like you, you just accept being down three. Um, but, uh, there's actually, there was, there was differing opinions analytically. Mm-hmm. I know that, uh, Ben Baldwin had it as a slight lean for go. There was somewhere else that had it as a slight lean, um, for kicking the PAT. It was basically, um, a toss up yeah. either way. I was, a li- I was a little bit surprised that they went for it, but I, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it killed him. And I, you know, I, I heard criticism. Well, if they lose by a point here, uh, you know, then then Doug's gonna get criticized. Um, well, if they win by a point there, right? You know, like or yeah. if, if you know, so that's I understand why they did it. Uh, you can disagree. This is the way they operate, and, and I have no objection to it, especially when the math is is you know even or close to it. Uh, so didn't have an issue there. I I thought and the biggest problem a, it was a it was a huge play um, though. For the ramifications of swooper sorecasting, I didn't even consider that. What was mm. the uh, what was the swooper? Well, let's uh, let's run down swooper sorecasting really quick. Uh, Shield had three bets. Carson Wentz has multiple turnovers, misses that. Eagles score a touchdown of forty yards or more. Bosco comes in for him, so he gets one. And then Alshon Jeffrey has two plus receptions, no dice, so he gets one. Zach, you only had uh, you only bought two this week. Of mm-hmm. course, you've got your fourteen turkeys coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Engram is the Giants' leading receiver. I don't believe you hit that. Nope. And Miles Sanders, seventy-five yards from scrimmage. You did hit that. Hit so that one, one for you. Okay. Okay. Me, my uh, portfolio of seven different ones. Alshon Jeffrey takes at least fifteen offensive snaps. Check gets it. Uh, the Eagles attempt multiple two-point conversions. Check. Gets it. That's two. That's a W. Okay. The other ones were Dallas Goddard leads the Eagles in receiving yards. No dice. Carson Wentz doesn't turn the ball over. That's three. You hit that one. The Eagles are trailing in the fourth quarter. That's four. Okay. 
And then uh, an Eagles linebacker or defensive lineman gets a pick, and Darius Slay gets his first INT. So uh, a dominating performance for me in super sorecasting. Fair it's enough. Not, it's I, not a loss for it. What today wasn't a total loss. I want to stay true to, to the ideal of having the longest view in the room. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I took the W. Do my do my do my wins carry over? Sure. Yeah. Do I get my uh, four? Is it a is it a season long leaderboard? Yeah, we're we're yes, absolutely. That's how I interpret it. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm sure she'll have something to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else on the offense? Uh, no, no. Those are really the offense there. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, um, let's talk about the defense because I thought it was interesting that the defense today was um, both bad in the ways that are totally expected and ways that were somewhat surprising, or at least surprising based on the way the team was built. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, well, I mean, they were, they were they were bad in every facet of the game today. But um, you know, of course, their linebackers are bad. We know that they've uh, neglected the position on purpose mm-hmm. because they think it's uh, not important. And I don't generally disagree with that, but. Um, you know, you're still trotting out Alex Singleton, TJ Edwards, and Duke Riley, uh, two undrafted free agents and a guy who was traded um, as less valuable than Jonathan Cyprian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guess what? They were all bad. Uh, you know, missed tackles, bad angles, all that stuff, as you would expect. You would also expect that they would be, uh, you know, beaten by misdirection as they've been all season. And once again, that happened. You touched on that. What Why might... should we expect that, though? Well, just because we've seen it. Okay. Just because we've seen it all season long. Um, what you might not expect, and I think what is, you know, these are bigger problems of roster construction are, you know, you've got three of the highest paid defensive tackles in the league, even though you can only play two at a time and they're still getting blown off the ball, you know, given getting gashed in the run game, uh, by a very mediocre giants offensive line. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And then the other roster construction thing we talked about in the off season uh, okay, great. You've got Darius Slay. Maybe he locks somebody down. You still have to fill out the rest of your secondary. And playing Avante Maddox as an outside corner, and you know he's getting beat in tight coverage because he's tiny. That's a, that's probably what you should expect or should have expected. And you know Nikhil Roby Coleman, who you were, uh, you know, th- popping champagne and and throwing parties yeah. for because you thought you got the best deal. You got a top five yeah. nickel corner. He's been awful. And even Darius Slay, who has been very good this season. He gives up one of the Absolutely. biggest plays of the game. I, I was about to say that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like if, that's it, your one chance to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have, a, you know, if they if they force a punt, they win. They have a chance to go win the game. Yep. And he gets dusted by Darius Slayton. So yep. forty yards um, puts him in know, field goal range. Great yeah. job, defense. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything you said. 
and uh, and 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 the thing I would add to that to there is, is is that if if everything is about your pass rush, right, then you come out of this game with three sacks, eight quarterback hits, right? Like like that that could have been better, you know, especially compared. I would have to pull up the numbers the first time, but but you were all over Daniel Jones when you played him a, f- a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. So, and I do think you know they did make. Uh, I would I would um, I should check this, but I do think they made a concerted effort to get the ball out a little bit quicker in this game, as my uh, dryer goes off. But um, you know you're right. I mean you know you're you're building you're building your defense around the idea that your defensive line can dominate, and they certainly didn't dominate in this game. But the the zone read stuff. Um, like that, the the reason I bring this up is because there's just this this way of thinking from multiple people that we've spoken to that well we're really good against the run and so this is what teams do against us and it's it's kind of it's 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 it's, it's what happens. These don't really count, yeah. Yeah, like they 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 absolutely count, and it's it doesn't matter how the yards come, you can. You can be prideful about stopping all all these all these runners you want. If Daniel Jones has nine carries, sixty four yards, and a thirty four yard touchdown, like like that's that's on the stat sheet there. That that's that's not an exception, and it's it's just like after that last game, other than the eighty yard run. Like you can't take away the eighty yard run, you know. Um, so and it's been a conversation point all week long. Um, this has come up. And you you knew the Giants were were were, were going to do this, and uh, they still did it. It's it is it is pathetic, it, and um, you need to. I I know you have a game plan. Adjust your game plan when you're going up against Daniel Jones. Then adjust it right. Yeah. Like like have have Wayne Gallman beat you. He had 18 carries, 53 yards. Well, um, I tweeted I I tweeted this, but uh, you know the NFL record for most rushing yards. In a game by a quarterback is 181 by Colin Kaepernick in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Well, five weeks from now, the Eagles are playing Kyler Murray. <laughs> he might run for 300, or he just might throw it to DeAndre Hopkins a lot yeah. too. Uh, yeah, no, you're. It's it's a it's a, it's a good point. But then they'll you know they'll say a, a, a few days later, well, well, Kenyon Drake, we held him to 34 yards on yeah, exactly. 20 carry. So yeah. Uh, and we'll probably hear we'll, we'll probably hear a lot about Jalen Hurts' role as uh, Kyler Murray on the scout team that week. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't think the defense played well enough, and uh, I've I've been harping this year on um, on how the defense on the defense third down and in, in, in red zone. Let's see, five of fourteen on on third down. So this year they uh, the Eagles defense. Is thirty nine point six percent, so that's that's thirty six percent. So it's so a little better there, and then red zone. Sorry, I, I should have had this prepared. Giants were two of three in their uh, in their red zone chances, and I think one of them was after Daniel Jones a, a, after the penalty there, and the Giants settled for a field goal. Is that correct? Um, I think that's right. Yeah. So. So um, yeah, they they need to be better in in those situations, and and I'm not letting Darius Slay off the hook for that 40 yard play. I understand everyone gets gets beat from 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 time to time, but uh, look when they're I, I think they were backed up on the 36 yard line. There it was, a, mm-hmm. it was a second down. You can't let them get in the field goal range. Like you you, you can't give up points there. And um, a 40 yard play 
need he was he was close to it, but close doesn't get you the win. Yeah, let me pull it up. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of like um, situationally, like you know, making a big stop, which maybe that's overstated, but uh, you know, big big parts of the game, you give up touchdowns on the first two drives of the game. So okay, good start. And then in the second half, when the Eagles' offense is finally doing something, they give up uh, they give up field goals, scoring drives on on both of those drives. So mm-hmm. nice job. Uh, yeah, it was so it was uh, second and ten from the thirty six that okay. that forty yard play when they were uh, down seven points. Yeah. Now just to uh, to circle back and uh, check my uh, you know give you a, an actual fact check here. It turns out that Daniel Jones was slightly quicker getting rid of the ball in this game than he was against uh, the Eagles the first time around. Two point five one seconds today, according to Sport Radar, versus two point four eight in the first matchup, but uh, those two games account for two of his three quickest uh, games getting rid of the ball all season long. So they have at least made some kind of effort to do that against the Eagles. And and you will hear the Eagles say that, I imagine, when we talk to them this week. Well, he got rid of the ball so quickly. Mm. Yeah, well, just like can... Eli did all those years before. Like Exactly. Exactly. If he gets rid of the ball so quickly, he shouldn't be able to throw the ball 40 yards downfield. Or, well, hit, or hit Golden Tate for the 38-yard pass or... Sterling Shepard for the twenty-seven yard pass. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean that the Eagles go down and score a touchdown, and then uh, the Giants get like sixty yards mm-hmm. on two plays in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, nice job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Pretty sure. ugly. Pretty Very ugly stuff. Uh, and then yeah, the special teams were bad too. I guess we already talked about that, but yeah, but like I don't understand. I, I uh, it was it was windy there, so I don't know if that contributed to it, but. When Jalen Rager was back there for that first punt, I just don't think he realized the ball was going to sail that much. And then it just seemed like after that, they were just going to let it drop, right? I don't know. Pretty silly. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, if you were an Eagles fan, Zach, would you want this team to win the division at 6-9-1, and one, or would you rather they get uh, you know, the ninth overall pick and uh, a regime change? What would you be rooting for? Um, see, I, I wouldn't – well, I wouldn't view it as mutually exclusive – other than the draft pick. The draft pick's obviously mutually exclusive. But um, I wouldn't root for the draft pick over the playoffs. I, I think you always want to get in because you never know what could happen when you get in. You know, that uh, that I, I do feel strongly ab- about that. But I don't think you can let making the playoffs in a bad, dis- in a bad division obscure your big picture evaluation of the team. Whether you think... Uh, and and really, it's looking at, at 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 the three biggest people: at the GM, the coach, and the quarterback, right? Like you, you need to say, are we on the right track with those three? And you need to be objective in the analysis. And you cannot let winning. If let's say they win the division at six, nine, and one, you or five, ten, and one, whatever it may be, you cannot let that obs- obscure uh, what happens. So, um, so I, I still think. You know, you you want to make the playoffs. I don't think the you're trying to play to get the ninth pick. It's it it might be different if uh, if you're talking about like a top pick and you need. Well, it's funny because there. I mean, there are just so many really bad teams. Yes. So like even right right now at three five and one, the Eagles would have like the fourteenth pick, even if you if you discounted the uh, you know them winning a division. Yeah. There are thirteen teams with a worse record than three five and one. That's pathetic. Yes. Yeah, it's and obviously teams are 
trying to get the quarterbacks this year, right? Like that's 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 a I think that's a real thing this year. Mm. There's, but um, but no, over overall you want to win, but you need to look at this. And then the, and then the other thing that I think you 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 need to look at is you need to separate Doug Peterson, the play caller, and the offensive strategist from Doug Peterson, the coach. And so, you, but it's hard to do that because you you're not getting one without the other. Well, that's what I'm saying is 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 that you you need to look at at, at Doug's qualities and at, at Doug's weaknesses, and uh, I think you you could potentially get one without the other, right? Like 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 you can say, um, Doug. You think you you take you take away his offensive responsibilities? You want him just to be a game manager and a and yeah, a, yeah. You know, Jason Garrett Clapper. Well. It's it's not just that I I mean it's it's a I mean I do think it's that a people like, manager too like that that head coaching job a lot of it is is about managing people right and like I I, I don't think you need to call plays uh, to be a good head coach um, and so if if you look at this offense and, and you say there's been regression and look they're they're let's say they they finish in the bottom third of the league. Uh, I think it's it's fair to say who's the best person to call plays here, who's the best person to nurture this offense, and and Doug, we like you for what you do in the locker room. We like you for for uh, the way you get these guys to respond um, for your game day coaching, if 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 so. But we need a change in offensive philosophy. And, and maybe do you think he Doug would take that? I I don't think he would take that. No, I don't. But. Um, you know, and I mean, I think it is fair to say that Doug Peterson, the offensive mind, has been pretty underwhelming for the last two plus years. Sure, and and look, if if uh, if the organization was going after um, uh, uh, Graham Harrell this off season, right? Like as mm-hmm. as as has been reported, um, you don't do that, and and clearly that that didn't happen because or. It, it didn't get finalized, rather, because Doug's the play caller. But 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 you don't do that if you're considering like actual change in philosophy, right? Like like you're not bringing in someone from that that school of thought to just be Doug's, uh, you know, caddy just 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 to suggest right. ideas and 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 so clearly that that didn't work out. But well, and if, Doug, it, like every time he's asked about the possibility of like you know giving up play calling yeah. duties or whatever. He bristles at that more than he bristles at anything. Exactly. Like that's 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 what he loves. Yeah. So I think you're right. Like I don't know. I don't know that he would accept that. I don't know if he would either. But I I think you you need to separate those things. Like like you you absolutely do because uh, for whatever quality he, he has a lot of qualities and he's proven himself as a play caller and as as, as an offensive mind. But you 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 go based on on, on what you've seen in these. You know, in, in in the past year or two, you, you... well, and I also think he's regressed as a game manager. I mean, we talk, you know, yeah. he's we make fun of the fearless book title uh, for the past two years when he's you know being small bees Doug, like he's 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 punting on fourth and five from midfield. What mm-hmm. happened? What happened to to Doug the gambler? I think the only thing that he still, um, you know, that he still has as a real strength is that it does seem like that you know the players play hard for him, but. You know that's not doing him a lot of good right now. Yeah, and and uh, and and even still, like this this idea that that they play hard. Well, you don't need to come yeah. back if you fall behind in every game, right? 
Right. So and every season, you don't need to ex- you know you don't exactly. need to dig yourself out of a hole every season if you you know are able to not go three and five to start every yeah. year. And I I I know I I I can get a little too into the weeds with these trends, but uh, well, that's legal now in New Jersey. <laughs> but I, I I think the the post bye week trend now. Shout out over, to John Fetterman over a five year sample size. Uh, this is a real thing. Like if. Uh, we it, well, not we because I, I I wasn't covering Andy during that time, but um, the media made a big deal about Andy after after buys and how his team was always ready and he had something you know he 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 spent that time getting things right. Um, Doug's teams are flat coming out of the bye weeks, yeah. and this has been five years now, right? Um, and it, what are they like, one and four? Yeah, one and four. And that, pretty bad. that one win was that Cowboys game in 2017 when when they were uh, bad in the first half and they came out at halftime and mm. just just smoked Dallas. But like, but 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 otherwise, also legal in uh, last year. The uh, I think the post buy game last year was was it the Cowboys game um, or was no it was the Patriots game? I think last year. I would, I would mm. have to look that, that up. Right. Um, but uh, no, it's 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 been an issue. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I think that that might speak to Doug and, and his, his teams do best when they're in, obviously the, the Thursday night games when they don't practice, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and it was the Patriots last year anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, um, the games when, when, uh, like they need to win it just to have a shot. Right. You know? Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what that says about Doug, but I, I I do think that when you are three five and one, you can't keep talking about 2017. And when it comes to Carson, they are what a one game under 500 now since the 2017 season with Carson at quarterback. That's right. Like quarterback wins is not a stat, but or it's not it it's not totally revealing here, you know. But. Uh, the team is has has not been good enough with with Carson at, 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 at quarterback. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code The Athletic. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay. Uh, so do you think the uh, you think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs? How much did this change your opinion? Well, it certainly affected my opinion here because, uh, you know, I, I thought they were going to win this game and no one in the, in the division could catch up to them here. These next five games are brutal, absolutely brutal for the Eagles. 
Um, maybe they steal one. Uh, I think they will. I, I mean, you know, nobody's lower on the Eagles than me, but I think they. I think they will win one of the next okay. five games. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just I, you know, it's the I, NFL. I still think the Eagles make the playoffs. These are tough though. At Cleveland, home mm-hmm. against Seattle, at Green Bay, home against New Orleans, at Arizona. I think Cleveland is the best matchup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cleveland's but, been a well-coached team this year. Yeah. Right, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, ha, you know he's 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 yeah, had those I mean, guys ready. They got a good chance to lose all five. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can still win the division five, ten, and one though. Yeah, yeah. I I still think the Eagles make the playoffs. I I, I still do. It's crazy. And then it's all about the matchup. Uh, water gun to your toe. That triumvirate, those three tent poles, are all three back in 2021. Oof. You know, I would... Yes, I think all three are back. But, but I, I don't... I, I, I don't know, and I hate saying that without, like... Asking around and and really you know like like that's the thing I I purely don't speculation say, yeah I'm not good at speculation um, unless it comes to stocks <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I'm not always good at that either mm-hmm. but uh, yeah no I'm 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 gonna say they're all back but I I think if I think Doug's the one that where there's most likely to be a change I mm-hmm. I don't think Howie's gonna lose his job. But I, I think that there's a chance that you know that that there's someone else in that building with him, right? Like oh, I, so, I somebody that. that he becomes more of a um, overseer, and there's a... or or just that that maybe the people working with him there's there's some shuffling there, you know, like um... oh, it's some scapegoating then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't be the first time, right? <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> um, look, I mean, these they're not getting enough from these drafts. Um, nor uh, and they're not getting enough from the signings, and they're not yeah. getting enough from the players who they extended. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then, and then Carson, like you only get out of Carson if you have if you have a better option, right? Like unless they draft a quarterback. Yeah, I mean they can't really get even get out of him until it, until yeah. So the next no, offseason. Yeah, so I I I think Carson's back, and I. I think Carson's back. I, I think that that with 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 Carson, it's it's trying to bring in unless he retires. If, if there is one, unless he retires, yeah, we could pull in Andrew Luck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, perhaps he finds a calling. I don't know. <laughs> well, yes, he he, he he does have interest out, out, outside of this. So uh, I do want your opinion here because it's it's topical, and I had it on my screen when I was writing. Um, yeah, is it a uh, is it a cream or an ointment? Uh, because I said topical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, this, I, I was picking up a prescription um, the other day, and I said it was a cream, and then was like the woman said, uh, "I'm sorry, I don't have a cream. I just have an ointment under here." And it's like, well, sorry, I, I mean, it's the same thing to me. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the, uh, I'm not Mrs. Capadia. I don't know the difference. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. I respect that though. You're the one who like when someone says, "Yeah, I'm, says I'm in." Less I'm in compared to fewer. Yeah, you know, I'm in for that. That's true. I'm right? in for the pedantry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I I, I had it yeah. coming. I guess. If you that's take fair. pride in your job, I respect. But also, that. like, I didn't even know what was prescribed. I was just picking yeah. it up. I, true. True. But that's, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. It's like the Seinfeld. I bit. deserve. I deserve that. Yeah. It, it's like the Seinfeld bit where 
where they're talking about, you know, the pilot says we're going to be going 35,000, you know, mile, you know, and, and make, make a left here. And, and Jerry right. just says, get me to the place on the ticket. Can you do that? Sure. Um, but, uh, no. So I, I had the Cardinals, uh, Bills game on and you see Diggs make that great catch along the left corner of the end zone. And then you see, uh, or the left sideline of the end zone, I should say. And, and, and then you see, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is just like uh, a, a highlight you'll see for years to come on that on that last play. And I don't think it's a, it is unfair to bring this up because it's not we second said it guessing. At the time. We said it at the time. Wide receiver was or should have been the priority this offseason. Um, these were two high profile players who were available, who were traded, who were not traded for prices that were prohibitive, right? Like it's, it's, it's not like a team gave up a top five pick and the Eagles couldn't match it. Um, so, and the Eagles made a deliberate decision in both those cases, uh, both financially and philosophy wise, right? Like that they weren't going to pay those, the, the, uh, they weren't going to pay DeAndre Hopkins a contract, and um, you know, and they didn't and, want Stefan Diggs because you know he's really he's really uh, <laughs> ruined that Bills locker room, right? Yeah, you know, and, what a menace. And also, and and they truly believed that uh, with this wide receiver class, they wanted their first round pick. They wanted to grow that wide Insane. receiver. Insane, and it wasn't an either or thing. You, you yeah. could have done both. Uh, and. Uh, and well, I, I I think both players would have cost the Eagles a first round pick. I don't think they were getting Hopkins for a second round pick. I think in the Eagles' case, it would have cost a first round pick to get Hopkins. But um, in that case, like it, it, it still could have. It's not second guessing because it was a priority and the players were available. Well, but they picked before they, they picked before the Bills, so the Bills yeah. didn't give up a first, right? No, the Bills did give up a first. Oh, they did give up a first. Yeah, the Vikings had two first round picks. Got it. Yeah, um, and so and it, it would have cost them first for Hopkins because the David right. Johnson they didn't, they didn't have David Johnson. Yeah, um, and but uh, that being said, like the Eagles made the decision to keep that pick to hold on to this philosophy of of, of not giving out these extensions that soon into into the deal or, or not redoing contracts that soon in, into the deal, and uh, and they came out of it with Jalen Rager in the first round, Jalen Hurts in the second round, right? And it's it's way too soon to make an evaluation on either player, but it's not too soon to look at at the decision making process and say were they sound in it? Did they uh, or did they make mistakes? Should should they have just prioritized get the best wide receiver, even if the price is different, even if the shelf life is different? Um, what Carson Wentz needs is a difference maker at the position. Yes, and we said it at the time. Mm-hmm. And they also could have traded a second round pick to move up to draft C D Lamb. You know, and they wouldn't have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no well, big deal. yeah, like we also don't know what the price was for the Falcons either. Um, and I, I think that with with that, uh, there was concern about the Falcons going down to twenty one because they wanted a corner and they were worried about the Raiders taking a, 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 a corner. Well, yeah, and Dimitrov has never traded or had never yeah. traded down. So, but. um, so you know, in that case, you you need a team willing to trade up. And we don't know what 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 the price was, um, but uh, I think that it's it's very real to talk about. Yeah, I think those are all bad decisions. That were happening. Okay, and is 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 that judge or is that evaluation you make is is that independent of Rager or 
do you view Rager and and say he's he's not special enough? Uh, well, I mean, it's not it it's it's independent of Rager because you know we said that at the time that those deals mm-hmm. would have been worth making. But um, I would say that I've been a little bit underwhelmed by Rager, and I think that you know I think the concerning thing when they drafted Rager was that the explanation seemed to be that he was a better fit for the offense than Justin Jefferson um, because he had outside speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you shouldn't be drafting guys in the first round because they're a better fit for, you know, your current roster construction. You should be drafting who you think is the best player. Yeah. And, you know, if you thought that Jefferson was a better player, but Rager was a, a, an, an easier fit, then that's a bad pick. Also, um, I you know, people, I, I, I still have hopes that Rager can be, you know, a very good player. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, it, it is too early to say that he's uh, not going to be that while Jefferson's out there um, excelling with the Vikings. But uh, that explanation, I thought, was was underwhelming. Yeah, and I, I, I wrote that that, that that night, too. That uh, that And the other thing that I'll, uh, I'll say is that if J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was factored into the equation whatsoever, that last year they spent the second-round pick on, mm-hmm. on J.J., so they're looking for a different type of receiver, a guy who can complement J.J., or who who JJ can compliment? Yeah, of that would be insane. Like that is insane, and and uh, JJ a was a healthy scratch today. to me. Yeah, yeah. which uh, people were surprised by. Um, I think we I don't think, expected it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had five snaps the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this I don't think that was a surprise. It was more of just a uh, you know a finality type deal. I mean, I don't think I think it's reasonable that if the Eagles have to make a few more roster moves, it's possible that that he gets released. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Quez Watkins would, would go before him, but um, I don't know. It's it's probably, but I don't. I'm not so sure that that's a that's a done deal. But but I I I think in the case of of uh, JJ, the question is, do you make Alshon a healthy, uh, a healthy scratch, or do you make JJ a healthy scratch? And uh, I mean, they gotta just. I mean, what they should just release Alshon. What like what? Stop this charade. <laughs> I mean, if they really like they've. Burned so much time and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the opportunity cost on here. It, it's it, it would be if if Alshon was not playing, um, they would just be uh, criticized so much and rightfully so. Yeah, but now they can say you know we we, we, we took a look. It's time this team needs to turn the page to uh, to its younger players, and we want to give and we want to give Alshon a chance to you know get on with a place he can play. And it, it, because of of the one game, you you make that determination. Like it, yeah, I make it, that This has been a totally mismanaged situation here. Of course, and, it has. And um, it, from the time they signed him to from the time deal. they signed him to that deal, exactly, exactly. Uh, for for cap space, they didn't use. Um, and then if look if if they you know because I've I've heard different theories here. And if they kept him on the week one roster because they thought they could trade him, well, that is preposterous because it's just Nobody wants him? What's that? Nobody wants him? Nobody wants him. I mean, nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted that. You know, I I know how he thinks he can trade anything, but uh, they just completely mismanaged that situation. And it it cost them. uh, I mean, we don't need to go down that road because... We've already had that conversation, but it cost them. I feel like we've talked too much about the Eagles in this episode. No, it's not. we are a podcast about the Eagles. So. Only ostensibly. 
How was your weekend? Uh, it was it was a nice weekend. Uh, nice. I, I yeah, it was a nice weekend. I mean, I I uh, I got one on one time with with both my kids, which was really nice. Like separate, like we. Hmm. Uh, you divided and conquered. Yes. Yeah. Because um, you know my my son went to uh, the park for you know and like it was a very um, rightfully so uh, you know with uh, with the other kids it was it was it was very particular about how many people could could be together mm. and so uh, so I took my daughter in the morning and then uh, and then I took my son at night or, I'm sorry I took my son in the afternoon had had quality one on one time with both so nice. A nice a nice Saturday I don't think our listeners care much about my Saturday what was the bedtime story last night uh um well i i read this book multiple times um about this monster and this isn't the story i told it was a book that i read it's 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 called the the, there's a monster at the end of the book okay Okay. and uh that's what it's called yeah and it's with it's and it's really it's grover at the end of the book okay but like it keeps like it keeps like mocking the kid, basically. Like thinking there's, there's, it's it's hard to explain, but my my son just cracks up when I read it to him, and I I, I get pretty animated with it. So I read that about you know six or seven times. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, might have to look into that bad boy. Yeah, you should. You should. How was what's your, your favorite? What's your favorite book to read? Um, it uh, it it changes. Uh, the uh, the uh, the little blue bus or whatever little um, blue truck little blue truck which uh, one the original little blue truck leads the way no no little blue truck around the curve beep said blue who <laughs> I, yeah i still know in my head yeah that's just yeah that's just little blue truck okay, that's, the, okay, that's yeah. the original yeah i i read I'm that partial lot. to little blue truck leads the way i think i it's never a had bit, that one a little bit tighter but i never had but, but you know what i am guilty of and i hate to admit this um because sometimes like he my son has has a, a lot of these books Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and sometimes like he'll he'll pick it out and I'll open it and there'll be too much text for for me to want to read at, at that point. So I will like make up what the what's going on in the book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I I will essentially create the story. Yeah. Hmm. You know, skipping because, pages. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because like. Uh, are you are you still rhyming though? Uh no, no. Oh but, man. But also, but like Robin some of these the Dr. Seuss books, I, I, I can do by Some of the Dr. Seuss books are a little bit long. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so. fair. Um, Did you have a nice weekend? I like I like a rhyme, though. <laughs> Plus, there the books we read a lot, Casey, like, he knows all the words. So okay. he would he would just call BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would say that I missed a part. Yeah. Did you have a nice weekend? Uh, yeah. Good. We had a good weekend. What did we do yesterday? Watched a little golf with the with the four of us. Uh, did a little, did a little grilling nice. in the back. I, I grilled on Friday. Yeah. Mm, flex. <laughs> like you literally just said you grilled instead <laughs> of flex. Yeah. Yeah, but you came over the top. You, know, you did it even longer ago than I did. Uh, okay. Uh, what do we got coming up this week, Zach? Uh, so Browns week here. Okay. Uh, the Eagle. We will have Doug Peterson on Monday. We'll have. Jim Schwartz on and and Dave Fipp on on Tuesday, uh, and then we we get in. I I don't know. We'll have Carson Wentz and other players. The, the Eagles' defensive line is going to have their work cut out for them this week. Pretty talented Browns' offensive line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They and deep, all the way down the depth chart. 
exactly. Uh, you know, they uh, look look credit to our old friend Andrew Barry and uh, Kevin Stefanski who 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 interned for the Eagles at one point. Um, they uh, they've made some shrewd moves all the way down to their practice squad offensive line. So um, yeah, so so good. Uh, that's that's a good program that's that's being built in Cleveland and uh, Miles Garrett, obviously an outstanding player. Um, there's there's uh, it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, they can really run the ball. Like this is a a, a week when uh, uh, Nick Chubb can can run the ball. Uh, Kareem Hunt can run the ball. So. Well, it's going to be it'll be a good test because these are actual running backs yes, who run yeah. the ball. So we'll see if if the Eagles can do what they say they can do. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's it's going to be a it's going to be a huge game for Lane Johnson. I think water gun to my um, heel. I think my favorite book to read uh, because I think it's the best written. Uh, all the rhymes are tight. There's uh, some nice repetitive structures. It's a good lesson. Um, I think the best book is Room on the Brew. I haven't that's read my that. favorite. I, I, I got to look that up. But uh, <laughs> that's my I, number one seed. I I do remember like when I was in the in the uh, in the thick of of writing my book and and um, not getting a lot of sleep and working you know crazy hours writing it and and reading my son a bedtime story, thinking like this is where it's at, you know, like, like, I uh, would love books. to be writing children's books. <laughs> exactly. You know, like that. Now it's much easier said than done, you know, and, and, and you need to be a good illustrator or be working with a good illustrator because the pictures are a big component of it. But man, you know, like there's, there's one book that I, I, I remember reading during that time where it was like one word a page. There are some bad books. Yeah. There are some bad rhymes yeah. out there. So, um, and you know, like you know, even in the classics, like "Goodnight Moon," we're writing, we're writing, rhyming "moon" with "moon." What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. So. Goodnight moon. Goodnight cow jumping over the moon. What the heck? <laughs> you can't do better than that. True. True. And then you know there there are other ones that are like very close to perfect, like um, "Giraffes Can't Dance," one rhyme away, but we've got "Violin and Thing." Come on, you can't do better than that. UBA, it's like you were there. You were. It's like the author was this. just, uh, just like too tired. He t- he decided he needed to file the piece. Like he he, he was just <laughs> done with it. He sent it in, and <laughs> you know, no edits were made. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So we will be, be back with a Wednesday. I, I feel like I forgot how to write tonight. So uh, you know, we'll see how this. You still have a lot of writing out. ahead of you. I I have a story up now that uh, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of what we've already discussed. Um, about the offense Disgust being the operative word <laughs> and uh you came out firing in this episode pathetic yeah well it was it was fresh on my head you know when you just finished writing you have these points fresh as a as opposed to if we were doing it at a different time um and and but i'm curious to hear shield's opinion on uh on wednesday and look and i i if if i can get on my soapbox for a second just just uh uh really hoping all our listeners and and your loved ones uh can stay safe and and just just it's it's getting bad out there right now so so really oh, just right. just be smart stay everybody safe. hunker down please yeah just as 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 diligent and as careful as you can be for you and those around you and um tip well when you're ordering food or ordering you know things to be delivered as you hunker down mm-hmm. agreed too I think that's important. And, you know, I think we've gotten away from thanking all of our, uh, you know, our many essential worker listeners. 
you know, our our nurses and doctors, you know, it's trying to save the world right now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I don't know. Well, thank said. you. Yes, I wouldn't say that that was well said, but <laughs> or agree a, a, a good sentiment. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, I guess that's all we got. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday to uh, probably gloss over the Squall Twenty Two in this game. I'm sure uh, Shield is not going to want to go in depth on this uh, terrible performance, but. We'll turn our page uh, to the Cleveland Browns, and maybe the Eagles will, uh, you know, be able to bring back another old player that they can put in on the roster somehow. Maybe they can get creative. Tory Smith or somebody like that. <laughs> Chris Long, maybe he comes back. Maybe they can trade for Stephen Means. The trade deadline has passed. Mm. Uh, Steven Wisniewski? He was on IR, right? Did he get released? Yeah, I, I, I had someone around. ask me about him, so in theory he's available. Maybe they could sign Nigel Bradham. They could. Be a good, uh, Zoom, a good Zoom call. There you go. All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, the Eagles stink, but you already knew that. Thanks for listening to the whole podcast anyway. For Zach and Marissa and Sheila, wherever he is, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.